Thank you so much for joining us for this week's message from Real Life Community, where we talk about connecting with God and others, growing in Christ-likeness, and sharing God's life with the world. My name is Sarah Comer, and I serve each week as Connections Pastor, making sure that you know that there is a God and a community that loves you and wants to go through the seasons of life with you. The easiest way to connect with us from right where you are is by downloading our free Real Life Community app from your app store. You can also find us at reallifecommunity.org, and we would love to meet you on Facebook or Instagram. Until then, we hope this message meets you right where you are and helps you know just how deep the Father's love is for you. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you this morning for the gift of being able to raise our voices in worship, to center our hearts and our minds and our lives and our bodies in the presence of your Spirit. God, we, we recognize that in this time that we spend together, that the only significant thing is you. Uh, your presence, your spirit, your work, your activity, uh, your life being poured out into us, your grace, your mercy, your challenging calls on our life, uh, and the work that you are doing within us and around us day by day, with each passing hour, all of the ways that you come alongside of us, walk with us, carry us, shoulder burdens for us, uh, have your mercy renewed daily for us, God. Uh, there are many of us that have uh, been walking through some real trying times here in the past few weeks, and uh, we thank you for your mercy and your faithfulness and your goodness to us. Uh, there are many of us who are experiencing just a good time of refreshing this summer, and we thank you for that as well. Whatever season, whatever circumstance that we find ourselves in this morning, God, we pray that you would speak to it, that you would come and minister to us right where we are, and as we study the scriptures this morning, would you bring these words to life in our hearts and in our minds, and we pray these things in the name of Jesus. Everybody said... Amen, amen. All right, so um, <coughs> Sam is no longer allowed to do announcements. Uh, just kidding, Sam. That's so funny. I, uh, I, somebody needs to give him some oxygen, though. That's uh, definite. So, uh, yeah, so we just finished up a series on uh, shape where we were looking at how God made us, and we're actually finished with that. This week um, is just a, a message over one verse of Scripture, really. Uh, it's in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And it grabbed me a few weeks ago, and I'll tell you when at the end of the message. Uh, and it has just been um, kind of, I've just been marinating in this verse. It's been speaking to me a lot. Uh, next week, uh, our president of Treveca, Dan Boone, is actually going to be here sharing with us. Uh, it's going to be great talking about how God brings order out of chaos. And then after that, we're going to launch into a series on the book of James. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. We're just going to walk through that book for the rest of the summer. Uh, uh, get us into the school year again. But today, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16, it goes like this. 
Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Day by day. Inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Uh, Now, I want to give you just a quick heads up at the end of the message, uh, unless I preach for like an hour, uh, we're going to, Ashley's going, nope, you're not doing that. Uh, We, uh, I want to give you an opportunity to think as I'm talking about how God has been faithful to you in the inner renewing kind of work in your life, regardless of the circumstances, we're going to give you a chance to testify this morning, all right? Uh, so, um, so be thinking about that. If God starts tugging on your heart, you're going to get a chance uh, to speak. And by the way, anytime you got a testimony, uh, let us know about it, you know, like just, uh, just pop up. Um, so uh, let's get started, though, this morning. Um, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. I remember growing up as a kid, I was pretty much indestructible. Uh, we all were, right? Pr- pretty much. Uh, I know for me, it's a couple people like, no, I was broken bones, hospital all the time. One of my friends was in the doctor's office like constantly. And I was, I was always kind of comparing myself to that thinking, I'm the healthiest person alive, you know? I had perfect attendance in elementary school like six years in a row. I was that kid, right? And it, was, it wasn't because I was never sick. It was because my mom wanted me out of the house, right? Uh, but perfect attendance. And and. It was really a minor miracle because I was a huge daredevil as a kid. I was the kid who was like climbing up the outside of the curly slide on the playground and like jumping three levels down it, you know, and and doing all kinds of crazy stuff on the monkey bars and the jungle gym and, and that kind of stuff. And never, not in my whole life, have I broken a bone? Uh, not one time. I've had stitches like 150 times, right? But, but been, ha- have been pretty indestructible in my life. And that was kind of like my life growing up. It was kind of like up and to the right, you know? Like just getting stronger and taller and more healthy and better and better and better until... <laughs> I remember I hit maybe 33, 34 years old, and I went to the doctor at one point, just for a regular checkup, and the doctor took my blood pressure. And he said, you know, you've got high blood pressure. And I thought, how is this? I'm indestructible. My life is up and to the right physically. It's never going to stop, you know? I'm, I'm like Superman. And, and he's, like, uh, he's like, yeah, you've got high blood pressure. We're going to have to put you on some medicine for this. And this is the first time, this seems like a minor thing. Many of you have been on blood pressure medication for a couple of decades or something. That's okay. For me in that moment, it was a, I'm mortal. Those of you who are like beyond 25 or something have had one of these moments, right? Uh, Like it's not going to be like that forever, Uh, and, and I was only on blood pressure meds for a little bit there, uh, so kind of like uh, borderline or whatever uh, since then. But while I was in the office, I also had this other physical issue that I asked him about. I was like, so this has been happening. And he's like, well, uh, I hate to say this, but you're getting older and you're just going to have to get used to stuff like that. <gasps> has anybody ever, doctors ever told I never went to him again. I was like, forget that. Why do I go to you? You're supposed to fix these things. That's not an answer, you know? And, uh, and, and yet, that's, that was the reality. You're getting older. These things are going to happen. And, and like, there were these chinks in the armor, you know? And then a couple of years later, I noticed I was out. Jamie always puts me out in the outfield in softball because I've always, always been sort of fast relative to the rest of the team or whatever. And so I'm out there running around 
around. And I remember trying to chase down a fly ball and thinking, this used to be easier than what it is right now. And then like last year, I think it was last year, right? Uh, Last year, I was rounding some bases and I pulled a hamstring about every year, like the first game of the season, so I'd hobble around the bases. But this year, in particular last year, I was running round in second and going to third. Were you coaching third, Bo? Bo was there on third. He's cheering me on. He's getting ready to send me home, I'm sure. And all of a sudden, it felt like somebody shot me in the back of the leg. I, I, I felt like I heard like a pop and like God saying, you should fall down right now. And and. <laughs> So it was like running like, like the flash, and it was like I hit a clothesline. I mean, went on my back, crawled to third base, because you can't be out, you know, and, and put my hand on third, and like, you know, felt like I had lost my leg. And they like carry me off of the field after they wiped the tears from my eyes and, and, uh, and put me on the bench. And then I remember Bo coming up. I'm thinking for sure I'm having surgery, like tonight, you know. Bo reaches back. He's like, yeah, it's not torn or anything. It's totally fine. You'd feel it if it was. I'm like, I can't walk. They drove me to my car in a golf cart, uh, right? And uh, and it was, so it used to be, and here in the past few years, it started to do a little of this, you know? Um, Somebody said, wait until you turn, yeah, right. uh, I, I turned 40 just a few months ago, and the list of maladies is starting to pile up. I'm kidding a little. I'm I'm thankful for some really generally good health. You know, I'm thankful for that. Um, And yet, I've started dealing with all these things in little ways, and it's reminded me and started to make me deal with the reality that there is a gravitational pull on my body that over the years pulls me to the earth. This is, you didn't know you were getting ready for this this morning, right? This is, this is where we go. Ashes to ashes, uh, dust to dust at some point. And there's this gravitational pull on the physical part of my body that increases over time. In 2 Corinthians 4.16, Paul uses the language, outwardly we are wasting away. Now, maybe some of you know personally what he's talking about right there. I know, I've visited you in the hospital and in the rehab centers, and I know, I know uh, that this is a very real uh, thing. For Paul, though, he's not just talking about the general march of time on our bodies. Paul is describing the effects of carrying around in his body repeated beatings and jailings, and shipwrecks, and starvation, and all sorts of things that he had to go through because he made a decision. Actually, he was called to a decision at some point in his life. It was put on him, you know. You've got to decide, Paul, right now. Are you going to continue persecuting Jesus, or are you going to give your life to Jesus? And Paul gave his life to Jesus. And Jesus, in that moment, said, now I'm going to show you how much you're going to suffer for my name. And Paul did. He did. He took it on himself. He carried around in his body the, the marks of Christ. He bore those marks, that, those kinds of burdens in his body. In, in first, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, uh, just after 
uh, we, or just before we get to verse 16, he, he does this little laundry list kinds of things of things that he's been dealing with physically and in his circumstances. Just in five verses, he goes through this list and he says, look, for us, we are hard pressed on every side. Imagine yourself in that Star Wars trash compactor, right? From like the, the first very old Star Wars, you know, we're hard pressed on every side and a whole bunch of garbage and like we can't get out unless somebody stops the thing. Uh, we are persecuted, he says. We're perplexed. We carry around in our bodies the death of Christ. We're being given over to death on a daily basis, he says. Now, I, I want you to think for a moment this morning about what would be going on with you inwardly if these were the kinds of realities that you were experiencing outwardly, right? Being crushed, pressed in on every side, perplexed, feeling abandoned, uh, carrying around the death of Christ in our bodies, being given over to death, jailed, shipwrecked, all of these things. What would be going on if these were the realities that were happening to you? What would be going on in you? These were your circumstances. Me, uh, personally, if I get a hangnail, it can throw off my whole day, right? Which used to not be a, a very regular thing because I used to bite my nails, but I'm not a nail biter anymore, by the way. Uh, uh, that stopped last year. There's a whole sermon series around this that you guys will get treated to at some point because real spiritual experience stuff. Uh, but now there's this thing of like opening a, a pop can and like bending my nail backwards ruins my day, right? Like, like I, I'm kidding, but, uh, but it, like, like I'm not that strong strong, I feel like inwardly, there are very small circumstances sometimes that can kind of wreck me on the inside. Um, it would be totally natural and normal for Paul to toss up his hands with all of these circumstances and say, that's it. I'm done. I can't take it anymore. I'm not going to one more jail. I'm not getting on one more boat. I'm not going to one more city. I'm not preaching one more sermon or going to one more synagogue. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm done. The circumstances are too much. I'm tired of feeling this way. And, and, and even though on the out, outside I'm wasting away, here's what Paul could have said. Here's what some of us maybe would say. If we're honest, though outwardly we're wasting away, inwardly it's worse. <laughs> you know? I'm angry, I'm bitter, I'm frustrated, I'm hopeless, I'm crushed, I feel abandoned. He could go on and on, and if he did, we wouldn't blame him, right? If Paul said, these are all the things that's happened on the outside of me, here's how I feel about that, we'd be like, Amen. <laughs> You're right, Paul. I totally, totally get that. I've been there. We get that. It would be totally natural and normal for his inner life to match what is going on on his outer life. Our physical experiences definitely affect us. Let's be real about that. It's normal if you stub your toe or you hit your thumb with a hammer to, you know, have a moment of, ah, you know, like our physical experiences and circumstances absolutely affect us. The question I want us to work on this morning is, do our physical experiences and circumstances have to dictate the inner reality of our lives? 
We understand that there is a natural connection, but does the outward circumstances and reality of our life, does it have to dictate the inward reality of our life? Is that a necessary thing? Is it necessary when we're facing a difficult circumstance for our soul to be full of angst and worry? Is that necessary? Does it have to happen that way? When our physical bodies are failing, does our heart and soul need to go in the same direction? Is that absolutely necessary? Does the stiffness in my bones have to determine the level of flexibility and generosity in my spirit? For Paul, the answer is no. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. In fact, let me read to you. Uh, the full text of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 through 12, where he talks about being crushed and perplexed and, and pressed on every side. Here's what he says in verse 7. But we have this treasure in jars of clay. We are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may be revealed in, your, in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. So then death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. Now, did you hear this? The outward circumstances and then this totally unexpected, different, like the body circumstances is down and to the left and it's like the inward soul is up and to the right. At the same time, right? You've got these two different competing kind of realities that are going on. How is this possible? There's this phrase that Paul starts out this section with now. We have this treasure, right? This treasure in jars of clay. We are these jars of clay. Our bodies are subject to the decay of time and vulnerable to injury and all sorts of illnesses. Cracks happen in these jars. They leak eventually. They erode over time. But within them, God has placed the treasure of his own life. Within these jars of clay, there is the treasure of the very spirit and life of God. And so while our bodies are subject to this gravitational pull to the earth that creases, increases over time, our soul and our spirit, the deepest parts of who we are, are subject to a different kind of gravitational pull one that pulls us upward and towards the heavenly realms and into eternity with the Spirit of God. There are these competing gravitational pulls on our life and God pulls us to himself, which creates this interesting dynamic and Paul again describes it like this, therefore we do not lose heart though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. You know, this has been, in my life, one of the most wonderful experiences. 
It's one that gives me the most hope for the future, even as my body starts slowly breaking down, that no matter what happens physically or in the circumstances of my life, the work of the Holy Spirit in my life is renewing and restoring and refreshing day by day. Each day there's this new opportunity to be inwardly renewed into a closer reflection of God's character. I don't have to grow into an old curmudgeon with a shriveled heart and soul to match the wrinkles on my skin and the age marks on my face, right? I don't have, like my soul doesn't have to reflect the outward expression of my body. I also don't have to settle for areas, listen, of my life that are out of harmony with the character of God. Because over the course of my life, every day, I get an opportunity to come before God and say, God, I recognize that your mercy is new for me today. There's a new area that you'd like to work on. There's a new stretching that you'd like to do. There's a new level of purifying. There's a new area that you'd like to work on. Every day, no matter what's happening physically or in the circumstances of my life, that kind of work of the Spirit gets to go on within me. I don't have to repeat the same failures that I repeated yesterday or remain stuck in the ruts that I've fallen into today. And neither do you. You don't have to repeat your yesterdays. You don't have to stay stuck in these ruts that happen inside of your life where you're subject to so much anger and angst and guilt and shame and bitterness and rage and all of these things that we fight with, that there is a promise of God that inwardly by his spirit, we can be renewed on a daily basis. We can be restored and refreshed and renewed by God at the deepest levels of our being if we'll be open to God's mercy that comes new to us each day. So I told you this has been in my mind for a few weeks. Actually, it's been a little over a month now. This verse, I must have memorized it at some point in Sunday school a long time ago. This happens on a regular basis, by the way. Thank you if you're teaching children's classes or leading groups. You are planting seeds and minds that just God will bring up at the, at the most opportune moment throughout the course of these kids' lives, right? And it was one real difficult night where uh, the accident with uh, the family had happened, where we lost Grayson. And that same night, Charlotte Davis went into the hospital, uh, who passed away a week later. And I went up to visit Charlotte, went from the ER up to the hospital room to visit Charlotte. And if you'd known Charlotte, if you're new here, Charlotte Davis was like a matriarch of the church kind of person, right? Um, And Charlotte had been dealing with cancer and just like was at the doctor constantly over the past several years. But you have never seen someone more genuinely glad to be a follower of Jesus. With everything going on in her body, you couldn't talk to her without her saying, I'm just ready to be with the Lord. I'm doing great. I'm thankful for today. I'm thankful for God's grace and mercy in my life. And I'm thinking, man, do you know what you're dealing with? And I went up to visit Charlotte and she had gotten pneumonia. She's having a little trouble speaking. And she's laying on the hospital bed smiling. Charlotte, you have pneumonia. Oh, Pastor, you didn't have to come and see me. I'm fine. You know, well, Charlotte, I know you'll say that, but I need to see you tonight, I said. I just need to see you because there's something inside of your spirit 
that helps me when I see it. And she said, well, I'm just ready to be with the Lord, like she always said, you know, I'm okay. Whatever happens to me, I'm ready to be with the Lord. And, and at that moment, this is when the Lord gave me this verse. Charlotte, you remind me of this verse. Outwardly, we are wasting away, but inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. Thank you for your testimony. I needed to be with you tonight. I don't know if I'm going to make it there, but if I do, I want to be like that. I want the next 43 years or so of my life, if I make it to 83 like Charlotte, to be a daily renewal inwardly. To the point where no matter what happens outwardly, physically, we've got this opportunity to rejoice in the Lord anyway. Right. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I know that some of us this morning are dealing with some real, very real, present struggles physically. Uh, And circumstances, God, even if we're fine physically, there are some of us that are going through some real difficult issues, circumstances-wise. And yet, God, our inner being doesn't have to reflect the chaos and the outward decay that sometimes marks us externally. And so God, we pray that you would do the incredible miracle that only you can do. And as we open our lives up to you, God, today, we pray that you would come in, that you would place the deposit of your Holy Spirit into our life, that you would do that purifying, cleansing, renewing, refreshing work so that in all times, in every circumstance, in all situations, we might be able to give a testimony of the inward refreshing and renewing that you are doing as you pull us into eternity with you. God, we thank you that you're never done with us. Uh, We thank you for this continuing work that happens for the hope that we have for today and tomorrow that there's a new thing and to the next day that we never have to just get stuck, that we can always be renewed further and further into glory. We love you today, God. Uh, We pray now that you may give us, a few of us, a word. In Jesus' name, amen.